I'm Nana Fontelba for Biz News. There is an American company called Strive that is selling Boltong in the United States, and it is determined to grab the market share of jerky, the American equivalent. Strive is marketing Boltong as a healthier meat snack, and they have raised nearly 1 billion rand for expansion. The chief manufacturing officer of Strive is South African-born entrepreneur Warren Parler. Paolo started making Boltong for his company Brightime in his garage, joined forces with Strive's founders, who have also bought another Boltong company called Boltong USA. Well, joining me now is Warren Paolo from Oklahoma. Warren, how do you plan to take control of the market in the USA? So, Linda, it's uh, something that both um, Joe Oblas, one of the founders of Strive, and myself agreed on in our first meeting. We would like every American to try Biltong because we both know as soon as they do, jerky's done. It's just about as simple as that. So like you, 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 for, uh, you know, your intro, thank you for that. Basically started the company in 2005, my little bright time company in my garage, just because I missed Biltong. I couldn't find it yet. And the, what, the, what we could get was jerky. It was, it was not comparable. And then, you know, spent... A lot of money and a lot of time figuring out how to navigate the U.S. system, the snack market, the RTE, the CPG side, the the food safety is the piece that really consumed me. And uh, after I got my USDA approval and grant, I still couldn't get traction in CPG. It just takes a lot of money and a lot of contacts and a lot of experience. And 2017, I met Joe Oblast who's one of my partners and um, founder of Strive, as well as the other two that helped found the company was Ted Casey and Gabe Karimi. And yeah, our, our um, goals were in alignment. We wanted the same thing. They loved it and they loved the nutritionals. They thought it was a revolution and they had the experience in CPG and manufacturing to take it to the next level. I saw that we had read, they'd raised money to do so. And so I moved my family my wife and I, five kids from New Jersey, where we were, where I had a facility, at, you know, a 10,000-foot-square facility, to Texas. And when we got here, it took a while, you know, to find our feet. We ended up actually purchasing a facility in just over the border in Oklahoma, 50,000-square-foot built-on factory. And it wasn't when we – it was actually a peanut factory when we bought it. And uh, we converted and rebuilt from the ground up, you know – everything we needed to, to make this happen and our capacity, having the forethought to know and, you know, with the experience of my partners, knowing how much they could sell. Right now, we've been essentially doubling every year since, we, since I got here. And the sales side, you know, that is thanks to my partners. And um, that capacity was already built, baked into the cake here. So that confidence up front to, to build a facility that can – you know, take us from 12 million to 28 million to 38 million to 50 million to our revenue is growing at the moment and it grows every day. But I think we have 36,000 doors that sell our built on products. Sure. When you compare that to South Africa and what kind of market, you've got a massive market. So are you trying to sell it as a health product? So built on, believe it or not, is actually a lot healthier than jerky for a myriad of reasons. And other than just tasting better, um, it's, it doesn't have the MSG, the nitrates, the sugar that is common sugar. to most jerky. 
tons of sugar. The sugar is a, a big factor, and especially at the moment, people have realized sugar is not good for you. You know, it hits all the right hallmarks. It's a higher quality protein. As we all know, it's not cooked to the degree that um, jerky is. Jerky is kind of cooked to death, for want of a better word. So, you know, the meat and the quality of the protein is just better. The structure is better. So your body absorbs. It's a very bioavailable form of protein. And um, I'm preaching to the choir, I'm sure, but Biltong yeah, is just better. Them. Yeah, we just definitely a gap in the market, as you know. Biltong has taken Australia by storm. It's taken the UK by storm. It's taken Europe by storm. It's the snack of choice in all those other parts of the world. It just needed the nut cracked here in the US, and that was the USDA piece. That, that, and then, of course, someone to do it, which is me and my partners here. We've, you know, we put together a team, and we've pulled it off. So that's your target market, so people looking for something slightly healthier. Yeah, our target market is families in motion. There's a large market segment at the moment of people who want to eat better. They want to have better snacking for their kids. They want to grab and go. It's a massive segment, and it's underserved at the moment with healthy snacks. And so rather than compete directly with, you know, the the truckers and the the Sasquatch guys who currently jerky markets to the, the manly men who like hunting. and We're not doing that. We're using our healthier nutritional panel to um, expand into other markets, large markets. Just look at the financials. You are NASDAQ listed, but you also raised um, a funding round. There was a funding round. Just explain that to us. We've been through a number of raises. This one was our first public raise. So as you know, I guess that's partially why the interview occurred. You were aware of the fact mm. it gets announced to the market. We're public now under the ticker yeah. SNAX, so snacks. So we we got the best possible ticker ever. I could, we couldn't believe it was available. When it came available, <laughs> we were like, that's the one. Um, but there are certain capital requirements that we have based on the growth and I guess that's been the story from the beginning with us, but this is public information. So we have achieved certain market penetration with people like Costco and 7-Eleven. So those deals are coming to fruition now. I dare say they probably would have happened sooner if, if the whole COVID issue and the, re the retailers weren't resetting uh, that year. It would have happened sooner, but mm -hmm. now that that seems to be behind us, we're getting a lot of business this year. And so for that reason, we need to expand. And for that, you need capital. The cash injection is, what, $35 million? That's a lot of runs. Yes, that is a lot of runs. But to put that in perspective, we have a Costco deal just I'm currently working on now, the, the Costco piece, which would need working capital right there of $10 million. So... I know it sounds like a lot of money, but we've got to buy them and we've got to put it through the system and we've got to send it to Costco and all of that cash flow has to be there, you know, or we'll end up getting paid at the end, you know. But for right now, yeah, we, we need some runway. I mean, we we've kept our belts tight. We've been frugal, but we have definitely, at the right times, had the ability to, to raise money when we need it. That's a key thing to be able to move quickly and uh, sort of, capitalize on what we know is a 
disruptor, a category disruptor. If we sit back and, you know, take 10 years to do this or 20 years to do this, it would end up with Jack Links or somebody, you know, taking the cake from us. It's quite a nice thought for, I think, South Africans to think that a product that's so well-known in South Africa and when the name is South African, that, you know, is making inroads overseas. So how did somebody from Springs end up selling Bolton in America? How do you know I'm from Springs? <laughs> you said so earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love saying I'm from Springs. In fact, at the uh, Springbok Club in New York, the first thing you had to do was say where you were from. And you weren't yeah. allowed to say Joburg or Cape Town or Durban. I want to know exactly where you're from, please. <laughs> so I would say to folks, tell me, are you from Bofada? Are you from Brackpan? I want to know exactly where you're from. <laughs> so that, you know, anyway, people always hide behind. I'm from Joburg or I'm from Cape Town. We want to know, know where you're from. I'm from Springs, proudly from Springs. Yep. I moved over with another company, Arthur Anderson, to New York, worked on Wall Street at Merrill Lynch oh, for a bit. Oh. But I am an entrepreneur. It's kind of a dirty word these days or something, but... Uh, I had a business at Varsity that paid for my, my student loans and it, I got the bug bit me then. And I just saw this gap that for whatever reason, Biltong hadn't been here. The nut hadn't been cracked. And I, I went at it until I fixed that. <laughs> and it's been a success that took 15 years to come to fruition. But, you know, I kind of moved here for opportunity. I moved to New York for opportunity, and then at the same time, I moved back. Now I'm in Texas for opportunity. There's just way more opportunity to, to be here with the, this, this group of partners and make this product that we all love and make, you know, the name of South Africa and the snack. It's, a, it's just good. It's, it feels really good to have our heritage succeeding in the American market. It's wonderful. Do you use the fact that it's South African? Do you use that in your marketing? Interestingly, I learned early on that that's not always the best way to approach it. Just because the word okay. "boltong" is difficult to sell, you got to educate them, uh, the Americans yeah. on that, educate the public. Same with Drovos. Even the name of the company, Brightime, was horrendous. Uh, two A's and was an I with three vowels. Is uh, people would be they'd fall over before they even could say it. So. You learn pretty quickly, but you can see Strive, we have Biltong snacks. We still sell it as Biltong, but we've also figured out that the better way to do it is to take the category of air-dried beef, which is what the USDA designated that as, and you can expand into various sort of the Hispanic markets, the Spanish, the um, there's, a, there's a bunch of other places where they do air-dried beef. We have the USDA approval to do it, so we're expanding the category. Is the short answer. Yep. Yeah, oh, that's fine. And I leave, believe you have drovos, but you call it Bolton slabs. No, the slabs are the sticks that we, no, we call sticks in South Africa. Okay. We call them slabs here. Okay. And then the world the, the drovos, we call sticks. Yeah, drovos. <laughs> yeah, I'm an anomaly around it because it's just slabs don't come naturally to me, but it's a slab of meat and a stick of meat. So... Yeah, I've had to change my own terminology, my own terminology. but uh, that's how they, it, it works better in this market. But it still tastes the same? still tastes the same. Or did you tweak the recipe? So the recipe is my wife's family. Mm -hmm. My father-in-law taught me how they make it. They're Zimbabwean. 
originally South African, but there's a, there's a heavy Zimbabwean influence and the way it's made there was just slightly different to how all the butchers in South Africa make it. And I, so I took that and kind of expanded, 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 commercialized it eventually. And that's what this has become. So, you know, I, I'm eternally grateful to my wife for helping me with Brightime through the through when we were in the garage and growing to that other facility. She took over the food safety pieces. We've while the kids have all worked in the business. You have pictures of them when they're three and five years old with hair nets on and doing you know sorting packets. And it was a, a very much a family business until until we came down here to Texas when it became commercial and uh, we have eighty people right now and that's expanding as our second shift expands um the company total i think there's 130 odd employees right now yeah it's a very very different ball game to to where i started well good good luck with that and you know when we when, i don't know about you whenever i see a roy boss when i see you know south african products doing really well people in the uk often think nando's is portuguese no it's not South African, and it's, yes. it's lovely, lovely to know that there's another product that has South African roots, and you know, is a product that we all love and care for. So, you know, good luck on your journey. Thanks so much for speaking to us. Thank you, and yeah, I just want to say thanks, like I say, to everyone who's helped me along the way. <laughs>